Hello. Welcome to the Spirit of Praise broadcast coming to you from Tabernacle of Praise Church International, York, South Carolina. I'm Bishop Alfred Jackson. I'm thankful that you've tuned in today. I pray that the message uh, will bless you and impact your life in a powerful way. Again, thank you for tuning in. Enjoy the message. Praise God for uh, that, that selection from our praise team. We thank God for that anointing, uh, that anointed singing. Again, we want to praise God for this opportunity uh, to to be here, standing behind this podium this morning, um, uh, substituting for our uh, bishop, uh, Alfred Jackson. We give honor to him to, uh, today. We give honor to our first lady, to all our elders, ministers, all of the people of God. You know, I thank God for the for this uh, opportunity to be here. Uh, I got the call from Bishop uh, earlier this week, actually. And uh, after Bishop called me, uh, my wife would tell you, it's, it's, like, it's like the floodgates open, <laughs> you know, um, attacking my body and whatnot, and it was just awful. But I'm not going to take time, take this opportunity to, to, to glorify what I went through. But I just want to thank God for his mercy and for his grace. I even believe in the midst of this situation that there is a lesson to be learned. And the Lord always teaches. And I think there is a lesson to be learned. So I praise God uh, for being here today. Uh, Satan didn't get the victory. Jesus is Lord. Hallelujah. <laughs> so I want to talk about today the blessed atonement. It's one thing that has always troubled me. And anybody who knows me, they know when I'm looking at scripture and something just don't make sense to me, I'm going to go study it. I got to find out what's going on. And what I wanted to look at was, it's in, uh, I think it's in the book of Leviticus, the 26th chapter. I won't read the whole thing, but I'm just going to uh, uh, um, refer to it here and there. And the reason I'm going to refer to, the reason I'm going to refer to it is because of the way it was the way the Lord dealt with iniquity. The way iniquity, I'm sorry, the way iniquity was dealt with is what I want to talk about. What was it or what is it about iniquity? Because there was no standard a day-to-day offering for iniquity. And I did a little study. I want to say, well, what is it about iniquity? And so, uh, the blessed atonement. I desire to look at this redemptive truth because I believe the motivation for the members of the body of Christ is uh, to get active in the true work of the kingdom is in appreciation for what God has done for us in Christ Jesus. Let's take a look at the new covenant and let's unpack the promises, uh, um, you know, what they mean to you and I. Well, we first see that the promise of the new covenant in the book of Jeremiah, the 31st chapter, verse 31 through 34, their sins and iniquity will I remember no more. In Ezekiel, the 36th chapter, verse 25 through 29, it says, uh, Then will I sprinkle clean water upon, upon you, and you shall be clean from your filthiness, and from your idols, and I will cleanse you. Verse 26, a new heart will I also give you, and a new spirit will I put within you, and I will take away that stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. Verse 27, and I will put my spirit 
within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and in and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Now, let me tell you uh, what's going on here. The Lord made a promise because the nation of Israel, both the northern kingdom and the southern kingdom, have been taken captive. They have been taken out of the land. And, you know, I was thinking about something the other night. When we think about Israel coming back into the land, sometimes I think we think everybody came back, and that's not the, that's not the case. Everybody did not come back. Uh, some people had uh, begin to thrive wherever they were, and they decided to stay. So everybody didn't come back. So we have Jews all over the place now, okay, because of the diaspora. They were led away to other countries. But, and then something I've also thought about, because you know right now we don't have a, 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 a temple that we go to to bring offerings, you know. We said, well, Jesus fulfilled that. You, you're right. But when the Jews were taken captive, they did not have a temple to go and take their offering. <laughs> I thought about that, and I said, wow, so this ain't the first time. But Jesus came, and he made the temple obsolete. Okay, so now Jews can worship wherever they are. Jews who believe in Christ can worship wherever they are. They, you know, no need of a temple. Now, you have these Jews who, 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 who believe that uh, Jesus was not the Messiah, and so they believe that eventually they will rebuild a temple, and you listen to some... Um, um, some teachers, maybe they will. But can you imagine them starting back to uh, offer sacrifices when they've gone so long without offering sacrifices? You have to think about that and say, well, what was God trying to prove? What was God trying to show us in these sacrifices? He was trying to show us something, but it had an end. It was not open-ended. It had an end to it. Jesus Christ was the end to it. But let's talk about some of these sacrifices. The, the, the sacrifices I want to talk about were the ones that God did not get a sweet aroma from. And first was the trespass offering. Here, sin is looked at as a trespass against the government of God. Uh, uh, amendments had to be made for the wrong done in the fifth part, 20%, had to be added to it. Now, we don't even talk about that today, and I'm not going to go into it. Atonement was made by the blood of the offering. And the trespasser was forgiven. The emphasis of this offering is on the practice of sin. That's what I want to talk about today when I get to iniquity. The practice of sin rather than the sin itself. The sin offering focuses on the sin itself. However, the trespass offering focuses on the practice of sin with the emphasis on the harmful effects of sin upon others. Therefore, this offering requires confession, compensation, and restitution. We were talking about that yesterday on a podcast I'm a part of, talking about restitution. And we're talking about, uh, and I'm not going to get off into it, but we're talking about the U.S. government and how they sent the slaves out, they sent them out with nothing, and they think that's okay. Well, God has, God has not forgotten about it. And I'm not going to go into it, but restitution for the wrong that was done. It was an offering making amendments, reparations, or atonement for a trespass claims of, 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 of both against God and man. Consequently, the book of Leviticus uh, discussed this, uh, this offering in two parts. 
first the sin or the trespass against God, Leviticus 5, 14 through 19, and secondly, the, the trespass against man, Leviticus 6, chapter, verse 1 through 7. This often presents Christ who died for our sins and trespasses on the cross. Now, one of the reason I talk about the, 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 the beautiful uh, or the blessed atonement, because saints, sometimes we don't realize just how far we fell. When, when Eve partook of that fruit and, or whatever it was, and she gave it to Adam and Adam ate, it was treason that he had committed against his covenant God. He had committed treason against him, and we fell so far, and we do not know how far we fell, but we think that we know more than God knows. And uh, that's why the Bible said that God laughs, <laughs> because we do not realize how far we fell. Now, this often restores that which he took not away. Now, here Jesus is restoring that which he took not away. We find that in Psalm 69, verse 4. He restores that which he took not away. We all wrong each other. The world has wronged each other because of selfishness. We wrong each other. We are so set on what I want and what and what I can pass down to my family till we forget about our brothers and our sisters. And we are all concerned about ourselves, not realizing the iniquity that's being built up through our actions. Then we got a sin offering. The Hebrew word for sin offering is, um, uh, I'm not going to try to say it. But uh, it, it literally means a sin offering is a purification offering. It is not the only one to deal with the subject of sin, as the trespass often dealt with sins. Uh, the, the sin the, dealt with sin's effect, but the emphasis on the sin offering is on the purification from sin. The emphasis, the principle of sin, and the atonement for the guilt. Of sin. Again, the sin offering focuses on the sin itself. However, the trespass offering focuses on the practice of sin with the emphasis on the harmful effects of sin. In essence, the sin offering emphasizes the harm done by the trespassing, by, by trespassing the law of Moses, which brought the curses of the law on the transgressor. Uh, that's found in the book of, of uh, Deuteronomy, verse two, I mean, chapter 28, verses 15 through 58. The special features of this offering in the whole bullock being burnt upon the ground outside the camp of Israel after the blood and the fat were put on the altar for, uh, for God. Uh, this offering was for sin and pictures uh, to us Christ who was made sin for us, as we find in 2 Corinthians 5.21, and endured the judgment and the wrath of God against sin in our stead as our substitute. The holiness of God and the awfulness of sin brought about in the bullock being entirely burnt up outside the camp. Right here, I'd like to draw your attention to the fact that there was no offering for iniquity except on the great day of atonement. Now, that always troubled me. I said, why 
what is it about iniquity? And then I remember in the third or fourth chapter when Moses had asked in the third or third chapter, Lord, uh, 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 let, me, uh, let me see your glory that I might know you. You know, and God told him and said that I'm going to make all my goodness pass before you, you know, and God put him in a cleft on a rock and God passed by. But this is what the Lord said. He said, the Lord, the Lord God Almighty, merciful and gracious, long-suffering and abundant in goodness and truth, right? He said, uh, keeping mercy for thousands, forgiving, forgiving iniquity, transgression, and sin. Now, I believe, this is just one Oscar. <laughs> I believe that uh, we need to pay attention to the order sometimes that things are put. I think the order is important. I think the compilers of the, 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 the canon of scriptures, they did it and, and, and they were, um, they were um, scribes. They did it to, 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 to show us something, to, to uh, give us a message. So when you say uh, iniquity, transgression, sin, then you have to ask which one is the greatest? And somebody said, well, any one of them will send you to hell, but which one is so destructive in our livelihood? I think it's iniquity. And I'm going to tell you why I say that. So right here, like I said, I want to draw your attention to iniquity. Now, uh, this could be dealt with, this, this could only be dealt with on a great day of atonement. Now, somebody said, well, they could, you know, David uh, asked the Lord to forgive his iniquity, but you <laughs> go try to find an offering for iniquity. It was only dealt with on the great day of atonement. And um, uh, the iniquity was not dealt with. Let me just keep going. I want to show you something here. Say so now the question arises, what was it about iniquity that the high priest had to deal with it in the way that it was instructed in the book of Leviticus, the, the 16th chapter? The high priest was to, in verse 21, he was to lay both hands on the head of the live goat and confess over it all the wickedness and rebellion and, uh, uh, rebellion of Israel and all their sin, and to put upon it, to put, a head, put upon the head of the goat, uh, and to put it upon the head of the goat, and he shall send it away. This is called a scapegoat. Send it away into the wilderness in the care of someone appointed to the task. Verse 22, the goat will carry, oh my God, when I read that saying, I wanted to get happy because the, the, when he said the goat will carry, it's the same word Isaiah used when he said, surely he has borne our sickness and carried our, uh, our pain. Oh, my God, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm getting happy. I wasn't feeling good, but I feel good now. Hallelujah. <laughs> surely he has borne our sicknesses and carried our pain. Satan, the Lord, rebuke you. The hand of God is against you. You cannot prevail against the people of God. What the Lord has said in his word will prevail. Jesus is Lord, and you cannot, you cannot, you will not have victory in the lives of the people that's watching this broadcast. Take your hands off. Take your hands off. Now I began to see why the Lord allowed me to sense what I was sensing last night. And then while I was going through what I was going through, I would call my wife. Uh, she was in the mountain. I, 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 was, <laughs> I heard this big crumbling sound, you know. And I went, what in the world is that? And I went to my closet, and my closet unveiled. <laughs> Not from the wall, but the little plastic things. Oh, and I said, what is this? So last night before I went to bed, I rebuked the devil. You're not going to have victory here. You might as well leave here. So I just want to say, anybody who feels like you're under attack, 
Tell the devil to get, to get away. Now, now say, then Aaron was to go into the tent of meeting and to take off the linen, gar- the linen garments to put on, um, uh, he put on before he entered the, the most holy place. And he is to leave them there. He shall bathe himself in water in the sanctuary area and put on his regular garments. Uh, then he shall come out and sacrifice the burnt offering for himself and for in the burnt offering for the people to make an atonement for himself and for the people. Now, let me tell you something. Aaron was to use a bullock. And people have reason why they believe that the, 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 the priests were to use bullocks. Um, and some people say because they had more blood. Because, <laughs> but then some people say that it's because uh, Aaron, when they came out of Egypt, he sacrificed the bullock. Okay? And, uh, and then uh, the, 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 for the people, he was to use a goat. Some people say, well, why a goat? Let me tell you what happened. In Numbers, I think, the 26th chapter, somewhere around in there, uh, the Lord talked about the children of Israel sacrificing unto the goat God. And so he put in the holiness code and said they were not to sacrifice. Their sacrifice was just anywhere. They had to bring them to the temple or to the tent of meeting to sacrifice their sacrifices because they were sacrificing to the goat God. So said that they had to that they had to come and bring their sacrifices to the Lord. Now, why did the Lord choose that? Because of what they had done? I cannot tell you. I can only speculate. But uh, that is what happened. They, the, the people were sacrificing to the goat god. Aaron built a, uh, a, 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 a statue that, that represented God uh, from a, a you know a, a bullock, and so that's what they had to use for each one to get rid of their sin. Say the bull and the goat for the sin offering, whose blood was brought into the most holy place to make an atonement, must be taken outside of the camp. Their hides, their flesh, their their intestines, all to be burned up. This man, the man who burns them, uh, must wash his clothes and bathe himself with water. Afterwards, he can come into the camp. God forgives iniquity. Now listen to this real good, saints. Listen to this real good. God forgives iniquity as he does any sort of sin when we genuinely repent of it. However, iniquity left unchecked advances to the point of intentional sin with no fear of God. The growth of shameless sin sometimes portrays as a cup of iniquity being filled to the brim, as we see in Revelation, the 17th chapter, verse 4. This often pertains to nations who have forsaken God entirely. Continued iniquity leads to irregular desires, which leads to degenerated minds, as we see in Romans, the uh, first chapter, verse 28 through 32, it describes the, uh, the uh, deviation in the graphic details. It talks about how when they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, but became vain in their imagination. Right? Then the Bible also tells us, it says that they who know the judgment of God, that they that do much uh, such things, they not only do it, but they have pleasure in them that do it. 
We're talking about iniquity now. We're talking about sin where people know better, but they continue to indulge in it. Now, let me tell you something. Uh, uh, the, 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 the fact that it can only be dealt with uh, through the high priest putting his hand on the scapegoat and the scapegoat, into, scapegoat being let go in the wilderness tells you something about iniquity. It is awful. When you, when you thumb your nose up at God and say, I got this, the Bible tells us, be not deceived. God is not mocked. But whatever a man soweth, that shall he also reap. You can't thumb your nose up at God and say, I got this. Not with there being something that has to be paid. The sons of, the sons of uh, 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 Eli are biblical example of sinners whom God judged for their iniquity. They were priests. That's why I call it iniquity, because they knew better. Rather than repent, Eli's sons continued in their evils until remorse was no longer possible. This is the blessed atonement of Christ. Christ has granted us a snippet in two dynamics to show us what was what transpired at the great day of atonement. When Christ died, it took a live goat and a goat to be sacrificed, which actually made one picture. But that's the only that angle says the only way, but that's the way God chose to reveal it to us. There was a goat that was going to be sacrificed that did not give a sweet aroma, but then there was a goat that the the the, the high priest put his hand on the head of and, and, and he confessed all of the iniquities, all of the sin, the the, the nastiness. He confessed it over the head of that animal and sent it out to, into the wilderness. Uh, a man who was qualified led it out to the wilderness and the goat went out there and it died eventually. Well, Jesus Christ is our sacrifice. That's why the atonement is so beautiful for us because we have iniquity in us. That has to be dealt with. I believe that there are plenty of the people of God who have dealt with this situation. I'm not saying that you're not, that you haven't gotten victory over it. I'm saying that all of us have, have dealt with it when we know to do better, you know. And instead of uh, doing what we know to be right, we end up doing what is wrong. Let me tell you something. The Lord has been sharing this with me. And he said, just because you can do it don't mean you should do it. And so, the saints, this goes down into our heart. It goes into what motivates us. It goes down into, um, you know, when we know and we go on, even though we know God is not satisfied with our decisions. We know God is not satisfied with the way we're doing things, but we continue to do them in a way, and it becomes iniquity. Then he should kill a goat of the sin offering that is for the people and bring the blood inside the veil and do, uh, do with his blood what he did to the blood, uh, with the blood of the bullet. Now, what he had to do was to go in and take the blood from the bullet and he's had to put it on the east side of the, 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 of the mercy seat seven times. Then he had to step back and put it seven times in front. And then when he killed the goat, which is for the people, he had to do the same thing. 
seven is the number of completion. But he had to do it with the, with, with, with the bullock and he had to do it with the goat. Thus he shall make an atonement for the holy place because, listen to this, he shall make an atonement for the holy place because of the uncleanness of the people of Israel and because of their transgression, all their sins. And so he shall do for the tent, even the tent of meeting, right, uh, 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 which dwells with them in the midst uh, in, in the midst of their uncleanness, it had to be clean. Hallelujah. Ooh, do you see what the sin of man could do? The sin of a nation could do? It corrupts even the holy things of God. Oh, my God. And that probably don't mean much to us because we're not part of that, uh, of that society. But since we look back and we see that uh, what sin could do, Oh, my God. It ought to tell us how to make us say thank you, Jesus. Now, it say, um, no one, this is what the Lord said, no one may be in the tent of meeting from the time he enters. Talking about the high priest. No one wants to be in there when the high priest would, would go in. When he enters to make atonement for the holy place until he comes out and make atonement for himself and for his house and for the assembly of Israel. Then he shall go out and uh, go out to, out to the altar. And that, that is before the Lord and make an atonement for it. And he shall take some of the blood of the bullock and some of the blood of the goat and put it on the horn. When the prayer life is even affected, you're talking about the the the, the, the altar where they pray. Uh, 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 he had to he had to uh, uh, cleanse it because even the prayer life has been affected. Hallelujah! And so the Lord said, you had to uh, go put the blood on the horns of that altar. And when he has made it, made an end of the atonement of the altar, please, he uh, in the tent of meeting uh, in the altar. And shall present the live goat. And Aaron shall lay, uh, and we talked about that, he shall lay uh, both his hands on the head of that goat. And we talked about that earlier. Then he talked about how the goat should bear. Oh, my God. And then I want to say to you, in the book of Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verse 14 through 18, it says, for about one offering. And see, this is why we should thank God for, for Christ. Because they had to do this every year because of the iniquity. Because of the sin in the, in, in the built-up soul that it had to be taken care of. But Jesus Christ came, and when Jesus Christ came, in the book of Hebrews, the 10th chapter, verse 14 through 18, it says, For by one offering he has perfected forever them that are sanctified. We ought to say hallelujah right there. He has sanctified forever. We don't have to do this every year. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, you know, this is what I say. Even when the children of Israel were taken captive, their sins were still piling up. But when Jesus Christ came, everybody who believed on the Lord Jesus Christ, Christ has taken care of. Paul said like this, for Christ is the end of the law for righteousness. Right? And then it says, wherefore the Holy Ghost also witnesses to us, uh, for after that he had said before, this is the new covenant that I will make with them after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my laws, and we talked about this earlier. I will put my laws in their hearts and in their minds when I write them. And their sins and iniquities will I remember no more. It won't be a yearly, uh, 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 you know, <laughs> uh, a yearly, uh, um, I don't know, a declaration, if you will, of your sins. You know, let me tell you something, you know, which I think that we, 
uh, that we have to deal with. When the Lord brought the children of Israel out of, e um, out of Egypt, um, he gave them the ten words, the Decalogue. That was the only, uh, that was the table of the covenant that Moses put in the Ark of the Covenant. Y'all need to realize that. The Mosaic law was put beside the Ark of the Covenant. And so we have to wrestle with why. And I want to deal with it right here. Why was the law of Moses put beside? Because the law of Moses was actually predicated on the Ten Words, on the Ten Commandments. It was predicated on that. I was talking to a friend last night, and I realized that the law of Moses couldn't cover everything. <laughs> the two girls who uh, father had died and Moses was, was, was given out land, you know, uh, uh, allocated land. When he uh, allocated land, uh, uh, there was no place in the Mosaic law that said if the sons have died, the daughters can take over. So, the, so Moses had to go to the law because so the Mosaic law didn't cover everything. David, when his men uh, uh, went out, like Bishop talked about last week, uh, when, they, when, when David's camp had been raided, you know, by the Amalekites, I think it was, and David went and he prayed, asked the Lord, should he go and, 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 and recover? Uh, there were some men that were not, didn't have the strength to go. But the other men, you know, they went. When David came back, David said, we're going to give to them what belongs to them. We're going to share. And he said, let this be a statue in Israel. So the law of Moses didn't cover that. Yes, I'm saying. So what does that say to us? It says to us, saints, that the law of God, the Ten Commandments, were to be there to help us come up with rules and laws that would help us survive in the in a society based upon the laws of God, the ten laws of God. That's what it says. It was, it was meant for us even in America. You can't get past thou canst not kill. You cannot get past thou shalt not steal. You cannot get past thou shalt not commit adultery. You can't get past that. You can't get past thou shalt not covet. You can't get past it. Come up with laws all you want to, but you can't get past it. So wide you can't get around it. So high you can't get over it. So low you can't get under it. We have to remain in the essence and in the will of God. I almost spoke on a true servant, true servants, true servants. We serve one another so we don't come into iniquity when we're serving one another. I thought about Abraham's servant, how when Abraham called his older servant and, and made him swear that he would go try to find a wife for Isaac, would not look for a wife uh, in the uh, uh, Egyptian camp but will go and try to find a wife, right? I look at it and I say, man, that was a true servant because he went and the Lord made his way prosperous. I also looked at the second chapter of Philippians, how the Bible talked about Jesus being found in a form of man. He offered himself, you know, and became a servant. I became a servant. It wasn't too high for the almighty God, the creator of the universe, the creator of the galaxies, the God who can call the stars by name, the God that built Jupiter, that built Venus, that, 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 that built America. It wasn't too much for him to humble himself. God, we need to look at ourselves. What are we doing? Are we doing what the Lord has instructed us to do? Bishop is telling us the time is right for us to go and witness. But saints, let me tell you something. If we don't get this right, 
Bishop would keep, would keep calling us and saying it's time to go, and there would be no motivation because if we haven't seen what Jesus has done for us, I'm not saying just, 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 just read about it. I'm talking about when it sinks down into your heart, the way it starts affecting your desires, it starts affecting everything you want to do. Until that happens, everybody will remain in the camp. <laughs> God can be speaking from the mountain, but we're too afraid to go out. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Then it said, by, by, by one sin he has perfected forever. And then it said, God said, and I will remember the sin of iniquity no more. Now the, uh, the, the author of Hebrews say, where the remission of sin, uh, where the mission of these is, there is no more offering for sin. There's no more need for it. Jesus, Jesus uh, covered it all. And it said, for the sake of time, I want to focus on the Hebrew meaning of two words that should interest us. In Leviticus, the, the uh, 16 chapter, verse 21 through 22, and Aaron should lay both his hands. We talked about that. He should lay his hand on that and then talk about how that the goat should bear. Now, I want to say this. Isaiah must have been talking about the, 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 great, the great day of atonement in Isaiah 53 and verse 4, because Isaiah said, surely he has born Nasa in the Greek, which means he's carried. Surely he has borne our griefs. And carried out sorrows. Yet it, uh, we extend to him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. David must have been thinking about the same thing when he said, and Paul quoted it in Romans 4 and 6, even as David has described it, the, 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 the blessedness of a man to whom God imputed righteousness without works, he said, blessed are they whose iniquities are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Ooh, talking about the high priest going and putting the, the, the blood uh, 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 on the, 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 the mercy seat. And that's talking about a sins, the sins, <laughs> the, the missing the mark, the depravity. All of that is under the blood, right? Because they broke, they broke the, 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 the laws of the ten table. I mean, of the uh, tables, the table of the law. They broke it before Moses can get it down the mount. So God said, put it inside of the ark. Okay? And then uh, they laid blood. They put blood on the altar, and then they went out and they let the scapegoat go and God dealt with it. Now, blessed is the man whom God will not impute sin. Now, I want to talk about this word here right quick. The word is ume. Ume. God will, God will ume. Will not. Because it's got two participles, and they both are, uh, they both say Will not, no, will not, or will not, will not. Why would the, the, the author feel led to put a two negative participles right there in that place? Simply because he's showing that God will not ever put iniquity, account iniquity to us anymore. We don't have to worry about that, saints. We don't have to worry about that. Then it says this, uh, the word is may. okay? He would never do it. It's absolutely he would not. For by one sin he has perfected forever those who are sanctified. And then say, then the Holy Ghost talk about. Now, let me, let, let's talk about this. In the sins and iniquities will I remember no more. Here we have that word again. Ume. God will not remember. He will not. Will not. Will not. Will not not. However <laughs> way we can put it. The English don't have a word for it. He will not remember our sins anymore. And wrapping up, I just want to say, as I think about this, 
the, the blessedness of the atonement, which is coming up to Easter. When God dealt with our iniquitous sins, when God dealt with, with our, ooh, Romans the seventh chapter brings it out. When we knew to do good and we refused to do good, we went on and did what we wanted to do. Romans the seventh chapter brings it out, saints. And I am a believer. I'm not the only one that dealt with that. That's why it really meant so much to me. I said, what is it about iniquity? What is it about iniquity? It's because it is that depraved state that you enter into when you continue in sin and transgression, knowing that you are wrong because it has condemnation connected to it. You are condemned. That's why we say in Romans, in, 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 in Romans 8, chapter, there is therefore not no condemnation because when we're dealing with iniquity, we're dealing with condemnation. We can never be what God wants us to be living in condemnation. So what we want to do this morning, we want to offer anybody who has been listening and you want to come and you want to give your life to Christ, you say, or you want to come back. And you say, Ella, um, I have been you know, involved in a lot of stuff that I knew I shouldn't have been involved in. But I want to bring it back to Christ today and give my life to Christ afresh and anew. Let me tell you, saints, he's waiting on you. He's waiting on you. God say he will find no fault with you. Just come. All right? Now, uh, let me lead you in prayer. Father God, it's in Jesus' name that we come. Everyone under the sound of my voice, Father, who have been listening, and they, they uh, have been talking to their own hearts and checking their own hearts, and they realize that there are some things that maybe they've been dealing in that you are not pleased with. It is iniquity. It has hindered our growth and our development. It has hindered us as the body of Christ because it put up walls. So we come today, Father, we break down the walls, we break down every stronghold that the enemy has placed, put in place. Satan, the Lord, rebuke you. The hand of God is against you. Loose your hold on the people of God. Father, we decree and we declare that every man, woman, boy, and girl under the sound of my voice is set free because of Jesus Christ our Lord. Their iniquities have been forgiven. You forgave, you forgave them over 2,000 years ago. And, and, and Satan been trying to tell them God cannot use you. Satan, you're a liar. We rebuke the lie in Jesus' name. Amen. I pray that you've been blessed by the message. And if you have, write to us. Let us know how this message has impacted your life. Or if you've made a decision for Christ today to follow Jesus as your Savior and your Lord, write to us and let us know that as well and give us your information so that we can follow up with you. You may write to us at Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. That's Tabernacle of Praise at msn.com. Give us your email address or a way to contact you so that we can follow up with you. Also, we would like for you to sow into this ministry. If you've been blessed by this work, by the preaching of the gospel and the teaching of the gospel, and you would like to help further this cause, 
we're not just preaching here in the United States. We are preaching around the world. Through this podcast, our messages are being heard in many places around the world. We are actively working in eight countries in the world, on the ground, in Liberia, Malawi, Burkina Faso, Ghana, Guinea, uh, Kenya, and Dominican Republic. So if you'd like to help us in this work, feel free to sow a seed to help further the preaching and teaching of the gospel of Jesus Christ and the expanding of the kingdom of God. If you would like to give, go to topraise.org forward slash give. Again, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Continue to pray with us and for us as we continue to spread this gospel of Jesus Christ around the world. God bless you.